Hello, IABC members, and welcome to the latest episode of the IABC Edmonton podcast. Hi, I'm Shauna Randolph. I'm co-host of CTV2's Alberta Primetime, also a proprietor of Shauna Randolph Communications, specializing in media relations training. The best thing for you to understand when you want the media's attention is to make sure you're basically spoon-feeding these reporters, coming up with innovative ways to do the work for them. In that way, you're more likely to have coverage. The IABC Edmonton podcast is a great way to sharpen your professional skills and learn some new ones. What makes a story compelling is emotion. Why would someone, the general public, really care about what we're throwing out there? Will it impact people? Will it influence them? Will it have any sort of emotional attachment to them? Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the IABC Edmonton podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marvin Polis, one of the past presidents of IABC Edmonton and currently president of Stimulant Strategies and Media Productions. I'm at the June professional development session, and it's just about to get started, and I've pulled aside one of the presenters, Shauna Randolph. Now, Shauna Randolph works for CTV, and she does other things too. Shauna, why don't you tell us what you do? Well, you know, I'm actually in a fortunate position where I'm able to have both hands in media and media relations. So as a co-host of CTV News Alberta Primetime. It's a weekly news magazine show. It's uh, recorded in the afternoon, so it, it does free me up to be able to, on the side, concentrate on media relations training. So that's what I'm able to do. So still in the media and able to, to give good guidance and tips of, for anybody that's looking for help with media training. Now, the main topic for today's professional development session is actually pitching to the news media. And I know that you have some excellent thoughts on this. So why don't you tell us all about it now? Well, I think the main thing, Marvin, that people need to understand is that reporters are so overworked these days. There's a lot more expected on them for a lot less. So gone are the days when I was actually reporting with with CFRN at the time. I just had to worry about my daily requirements of putting together a news story. I didn't have to worry about internet, didn't have to worry about social media and these reporters right now are filing to their main producers in the TV world to their web editors and they are expected to be on top of social media so the best thing for you to understand when you want the media's attention is to make sure you're basically spoon-feeding these reporters coming up with innovative ways to do the work for them in that way you're more likely to have coverage Okay, then tell me more about what that means to do the work for them. Really, it's a matter of being innovative. Visual is ruling the media these days, not just news media in the television uh, aspect of it, but also print and radio. If you look at websites, you have radio reporters, you have print reporters that are responsible for their video component as well in many cases. And so the biggest thing to remember is working in the video realm per se, maybe be innovative and do the work of what a television reporter would be. Go and interview your own people, provide video to these reporters, hand it to them on memory sticks if you're having a a media event and they're coming out. In your package, gone are the days where it should just be hard copy news release. Make sure you have a video component. Give them video, give them already pre-done interviews of their people for the people element and you're more likely to have the story picked up. Well, how do the journalists feel about the integrity of that? If I'm handing you interviews from my own people, uh, does that maybe seem a little bit self-serving? 
It isn't. And the reason why is because for the news media, they need that human element anyway. So if you're, let's say, with a nonprofit and uh, you have someone who's benefiting from the charity that you are running, it's easier for them. And they're likely not going to question if you have a child, let's say, who um, has a medical ailment and has benefited from one of these charities, her and her family already pre-interviewed and handed to them. So it's not a matter of getting into policy discussions and handing out, you know, key message statements and what you want um, for your actual messaging, you know. It's, it's basically handing them the people element, and it's usually well accepted. Okay, so you want B-roll, you want photographs, you perhaps want audio clips as well. What are you looking for in terms of production quality? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> These days, it could go either way. If you take a look at a lot of the media coverage, they put up anything that's on social media. So any handheld, shaky video that's up on YouTube or, or posted on Twitter or whatever, if it's compelling enough, the media is going to run it. The days of it has to be broadcast quality are gone. However, having said that, the better quality, the more likely more of it is going to be used. So I'm not saying be sloppy and careless. Try to take your time and, and put care into it. Don't just hand them something that's shoddy. Okay, so if it is a little bit shaky, it's, it's because there needs to be authenticity there. There perhaps needs to be a reason for that, like you're running from the bear. Exactly, exactly. If it works, that's right. Okay, what about other tips? What are you looking for with respect to the story? Really what the story is understanding your market. I guess it just depends on the media outlet you're looking for. Is it a, a media outlet that's focusing on um, male-driven stories? Is it a media outlet that's focusing on family different stories? What you really do need to do is take the time and get the attention of these news directors. Don't ever ask for a, a meeting and say, can I have you know 30 minutes of your time? They don't have 30 minutes, but a quick phone call. I think that that's all you really do need to do. I think the first step is know who concentrates on what and go from there. What about email, text messages, that sort of thing? Are, are these acceptable ways to reach out? They are acceptable, but don't depend on that. Always follow it up with a phone call and appreciate that they get news directors or Simon editors, you know, hundreds of emails weekly coming their way. I can't speak to texting, I'm not aware. <laughs> now, what makes a story compelling? I really want to dive into that. What makes a story compelling is emotion. As much drama as possible. If it's a good news story, the happy, happy. This is how they're benefiting. This is how it's, something's really making a difference. If it's a matter of you want to get the public's attention for something that should be changed, then someone who is sincere and heartfelt in why it's affecting them and, and to um, relay that in the most compelling way. I think drama, not in the Hollywood sense drama, but drama in the sincere emotion is so important because with these media outlets in the, the beginning of the day, they have their round table meeting and it's a matter of why does this matter to our audience? What's in it for them? How is this consequential to them? How does it connect with them? And when you have someone that's part of a story that connects with the audience, they're going to pay attention. Now, drama doesn't necessarily mean conflict, does it? It doesn't. Drama does not necessarily mean conflict. In my media training sessions, I refer to drama with media, meaning emotion, strong emotion. So you want people to feel something when they read the story or listen to the story or, or see the story. That's exactly it. So they want to be touched. A member of the audience from, um, from research has shown many, many uh, media outlets that an, an audience member wants to feel some sort of emotion. Fantastic. Now, what other tips do you have? I, I think maybe afterward, has your work paid off? All your work to get the media's attention, to um, maybe spoon feed them, has it paid off for you? Get to know not only 
the reporter that you have contact with, but it doesn't ever hurt, I always say, to reach further. Maybe contact someone in the sales department and ask them if they're able to. I always say it never hurts to ask. Ask them if, if they're able to access and share with you, maybe not exact numbers, but what are the most popular items that are up on that website? Web analysis is huge right now with the news media, and they monitor it very closely. Is it worth it to put this on that and that on the website? So check with them if you are able to and find out how many hits, how many views did this story that I had a part of pitching to the media generate. Okay, well let's check with you since we're sitting together. What are some of the, the really popular stories on CTV at this point? Well, American politics, I think, is a big one just simply because we all wonder what are we going to hear about now because Canada naturally is being attacked all the time from the Trump administration. Also, big stories are um, what's happening around Edmonton and, and the boom and how much growth. I think that's very compelling. Um, and just anything that has to do with children, animals, again, that plays into that emotional aspect because everybody is connected to a child in some way and many are animal lovers. Those stories always impact a lot of people. So I guess if my story within my organization is kind of related to those topics, then I have a higher likelihood of getting your attention? I think so. But I think the biggest thing for someone to think about when they want the media's attention is to think, why would I care about this? To take their head out of their head, put in the general public's head, and, and try to think about why would someone, the general public, really care about what we're throwing out there? Will it impact people? Will it influence them? Will it have any sort of emotional attachment to them? Well, Shauna, I know uh, we probably should wrap up here in a moment because you need to go up on stage. Is there anything else you want to say in summary? I think um, just don't be scared of, of members of the media. Do appreciate that they are very busy. And the more you get to know their needs and give them what you feel they need to get a story, you're more likely to get that exposure and get out what you need as, as well. Well said. Well, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming here to this IABC professional development session. Thank you, Marvin. Thanks again for joining us for the IABC Edmonton podcast. I'm your host, past president Marvin Polis. Be sure to join us next time.